Hey guys, it's Mac and you're listening to the In My Feels podcast series. We are so excited you're here. If you're looking to get even more out of this series, be sure to grab the In My Feels Bible study book available at both forthegirl.com and lifeway.com slash inmyfeels. This study is what this podcast series is all about. In this study, you'll be able to dig into scripture to understand the heart of God in each and every one of these eight core feelings and even begin to implement these things into your everyday spiritual journeys. Trust me, you are not going to want to miss this Bible study. So grab a copy and let's get into the episode. Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. You are listening to our In My Feels series all about how to feel God when you're not feeling it. Hopefully, most of you guys are avid For The Girl listeners. You are family here. But if for some reason you found your way here because of our In My Feels Bible study from Lifeway, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the For The Girl world (laughs) where we just honestly have a blast talking about the goodness of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we love to dig into scripture. We love to talk about the hard truths and just the realness of what it looks like to follow Jesus. And we're just kind of going to be your besties in it all. You can think of us (laughs) just as like your your big sister or your bestie in it, um, (laughs) what it looks like to really walk with Jesus. And so I thought we'd introduce ourselves. We should probably do that, right, Ken? Yes, we should. Okay, so we're both named Mackenzie, as you probably caught on. My name is Ken's. I'm Matt. That is Matt. <laughs> People will confuse their voices, and that is okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, a little bit about us. We are actually started a college women's ministry when we were in college called Delight Ministries. If you're in college or have been, you may know about it. It's an amazing Christ-centered community, so you got to look it up. Since doing that, we also started a little podcast. We write Bible studies on our own under a little thing we called For the Girl, which you found your way here, and we are so thankful. And we're just two best friends trying to do the thing, trying to love Jesus. Trying to do it. Yeah. That's right, Ken. (laughs) I love it. And so this series in particular is all about feelings. And oh my goodness, especially as women and women who are in touch with our feelings, we have a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can run the gamut in a day, like tears, sadness, to like total joy, to heartbreak, to anger, all of the things. I thought you might leave anger out, Mac, and I was going to make sure it was in there. (laughs) How can I forget about anger? I'm just kidding. But since Ken's and I have been working with college women for about 10 years now, So often what we've seen is college women are so quick to just almost be controlled by our feelings. It's so easy to get stuck in them Mm -hmm. and to let them define us and tell us who we are. And so when we thought about writing this Bible study all about feelings, you know, Kenzie and I had this like high horse almost mentality of, okay, we're going to teach girls how to like 
get over their feelings mm-hmm. because their feelings are holding them back. And then as we dug into scripture, as we as we studied the life of Jesus and how he actually interacted with his own feelings, we realized that there's actually such a beautiful invitation in our feelings and that feelings aren't weaknesses. Feelings are actually gifts from God for us to experience a new level of depth and intimacy with Him. And so we are incredibly passionate about this series and this Bible study called In My Feels, How to Feel God When I'm Not Feeling It. And we're super excited just to go on this journey with you. So if you didn't know, there is a Bible study out there. You can grab it on our website, forthegirl.com. You can study the Word of God along with us because the Bible study is like the meat. It goes deep. It goes deep into scripture. And then there's also a companion book called When I'm in My Feels. That's a 40-day devotional to just help you sit with Jesus and process your feelings each and every day. And then thirdly, we have this incredible podcast series. Ken, do you want to tell more about how it's going to work? Yes. Okay. So this is going to be so much fun. It's similar but different from probably other episodes that you listen to. We're going to be walking through each week of the In My Feels book. And we're going to give you kind of like a sneak peek, kind of like an overview. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is so insightful, so good. I needed to hear it all, but oh man, I need to hear more. And then you're going to really definitely want to get the book to dig into scripture and do yeah. it that way. But here's how it's going to go. We're going to introduce the feeling. We're just going to tell you a little bit about it, give you, give you a little outline, a preface for it, how we experience it ourselves. Then we're going to share how this feeling can turn what we're calling sour, how it can turn bad, how we can dwell in it and suppress this feeling, and it just gets ugly. But then the good news is Jesus offers this amazing invitation into healing and feeling free and being just laying this thing at his feet and to process it with him. So we're going to talk about that invitation and invite you into it too. And then we're going to end each episode with our feelings expert, Donna Durham. She's a she's the real deal, you guys. She's the real deal. Yeah, she is <laughs> my mother-in-law. So that's really wow. fun. Really cute. That's cute. But more importantly, well, I guess more importantly, she's also a licensed therapist. So she really knows what she's talking about. She has her master's in marriage and family therapy. And a lot of the women that she work with are the same age as the listeners. So I really think she's going to provide good practical yeah. tips of how to process this feeling, how to deal with this feeling, and how to overcome it with Jesus, how to experience it and overcome it with Jesus. So I'm really excited for it not to just be Mac and I chatting away. You know, we really have dug into all these things and we know this stuff, but Donna, she's the real deal. So she's going to pour some wisdom on you all. And it's just going to be so much fun. So yes, yes. Okay. So yeah, you got to make sure that you grab the Bible study. You can grab that companion book which is called For When I'm In My Feels as well. And then check back in for this podcast episode along with every single session. Find a group to do this with. Don't do this by yourself. Get in a group of other women and really process these feelings together. It is so powerful. Ken's and I have been literally geeking out processing these feelings together. And so we're really excited to jump into this journey with you guys. I don't know about you, Ken's, but I think it's time to get in our feels. Woo! 
Okay, you guys, we are super excited to jump into this episode. If you haven't listened to a For The Girl episode before, you probably don't know that we love to start off every episode with a little bit of fun, a little bit of laughs, and yeah, just because sometimes these things can get a little too serious. So, <laughs> uh, And following Jesus is fun. That is, is so right. fun. That is right. So we like to remind ourselves of that. <laughs> Okay, so if you have the In My Field study, at the end of every week, there's a little group section, and it opens up with just some fun collaborative questions to get the conversation going. So that's what we're going to do, Mac. We're going to get the yeah. conversation going. So okay. week one of Hurt, the question is kind of just like opening up for all the new groups that are meeting and stuff. So pretend we're just new friends, even though we have been for 10 years. Okay. Okay, so this question or this like thing is to grab your phone and look through your camera roll until you find the most embarrassing photo, share it with the group. Obviously, we're just explaining it between the two of us and explain the story behind it. So are you do you have your phone? Are you okay. looking? Yes. Yeah. Okay, me too. I pre found my photo. I'm already <laughs> She had to I re- I read your notes. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, let me see okay. it. Let me see it. Okay, so you so Ken can see it. It's a selfie of myself and my dog, and we both look a little rough. And what the were you that doing is, that day? Why do you look like that? I think I was gonna. This is like you know early on in dating my now husband, and I was trying to send him like a cute selfie of my dog and I, and then it just like wasn't going well. You know how that happens sometimes. Like yeah. your selfie session just doesn't go well, and so I never sent it. But then I do remember he was looking at my phone like a couple months later, and he was scrolling through my photos, and then he landed upon this picture and literally was losing it. <laughs> and it, I think it's my contact photo on uh, to this day. Cute. Because, like, I look so... It's, it's just so bad. You clearly were, like, looking at Rosie and not, like, paying attention to your own To face. the photos. Yeah. But, yeah, so it literally on forever as my contact photo. I see photos of myself sometimes when I'm not paying attention to myself. And I'm like, is that what I look like in literal <laughs> real life? And it probably is true. So it's fine. It's fine. I love it. Okay, what's your embarrassment? Okay, photo? I found this awesome one of me steaming my face over a pot of boiling water. So it's kind of embarrassing. But honestly, it's just a day in the life. It's- it's kind of a life hack, though, Ken. <laughs> I love that you – I can attest that she does this literally every day. I morning. do. Okay, tell them what you okay, do. Okay, so I literally boil – I eat boiled eggs every morning, me and my husband. And I boil water to boil the eggs, obviously. But before I place the eggs in, I steam my face for like four solid minutes and just take a breather for the day. It opens up my pores. I don't know <laughs> any skin tricks, but – to me, it's a good one. <laughs> wow. And every time I stay at her house, she forces me to do it too. She's like, come here, come here, put your head over the pot. What do you think of And I'm like, I'm always like, how long do I stay here? And you're, you're just I'm like, forced me to stay, stay there for a long time. Yeah, you have to build endurance. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. I feel like you kind of sell like eggs. No. It's the same pot every No, day. no. Maybe. Not at all. I think you... I've been meaning to tell you, you've been smelling like eggs recently. Rotten eggs. Oh, my gosh. There's nothing worse. Okay. Well, that's oh bad. I've got everybody. I hope. What? 
I hope you guys have some good embarrassing photos Me in your too. group this week. This is one of my favorite things to start off every Bible study I've ever in with. So I'm sad we're missing I it. Know. So send us your photos if you really want to. That was fun. But okay. I think it's time we jump into our first feeling. The time has come, Ken. Woo! Are you so excited? It really is a long time coming, you guys. Yeah. We've been working on this study, working on this podcast, this whole series for a whole lot of time. So yeah, I'm super pumped. If you click this episode, you probably already know what the feeling is. And it is about hurt. Hurt is it's a, it's a simple feeling because we probably are all really familiar with feeling hurt. It's the feeling we get when something or someone leaves you in pain, like deep, deep pain, and you feel hurt. I think, honestly, the most obvious example of hurt that my mind immediately jumped to is when a boy might break up with you and your heart is broken and it hurts. It's that drive home from that hard conversation and all you can do is blankly stare at the road and sob your eyes out, your face off. Been there. Yeah, been there. (laughs) I know. I'm sure so many of us have. Hurt just sucks. It's a pain in your chest, that uncontrollable crying, the deep longing to feel like whole again and okay again. And of course, we experience hurt outside of boys, too. (laughs) Maybe you experience hurt when a friend betrayed you. Maybe they let you down or said something behind your back or just didn't invite you to something in a while. And and that really hurts. You experience it in other areas of rejection, maybe like a dream job that you didn't get or position that you were like anxiously awaiting to have or a group of friends that you're hoping to be friends with, but they just aren't feeling it. And you feel hurt. It's simply that feeling you experience when you feel like you are almost literally or physically in pain, but really it's just found like all in your heart and in your chest. Yeah, it's so true. And I think we all express our hurt really differently. Ken's and I like to describe it as feelers and stuffers. <laughs> and perhaps you're somewhere on the pendulum of being either a feeler or a stuffer. Yeah. And I am definitely 100% a self-confessed stuffer. <laughs> so stuffers, if you're anything like me, that when you feel hurt, you often just push it down and you do your best to just move on. You tend to just kind of like almost suck it up rather than vulnerably express how something or someone made made you feel. Oftentimes when I think people think of me, they usually think of like a tough cookie or like someone who's super thick skin, someone who almost feels this need to almost like always show my my tough side or my I can get through anything side rather than like really express the softer side that actually is within me a lot of times. And oftentimes steppers are also not big criers. <laughs> like, you know, we, we don't get emotional in all the movies or things like that. But oh my goodness, when we cry, it is bad because typically we've been stuffing down the feeling. So my husband can tell you when I cry, it ain't pretty. <laughs> the let me tell you. I know. And then <laughs> the feeler is actually like quite the opposite. It's on the other side of the pendulum. And you often can see a feeler from a mil- million miles away, and that's through tears. They have sad tears, <laughs> happy tears. Happy tears, angry tears, yes. and just a whole lot of tears. <laughs> but the sweet thing about feelers is that they're normally a place and or person that people 
go to to share their mess mm-hmm. with because they're they're willing to get vulnerable and willing to get messy. So they can often be like a really safe place for people when they don't feel their best either. But feelers feel just all of the things, all of the time. And the dangerous part, though, about being a feeler is that you can often get stuck in your feels. You probably know what I'm talking about. If you're a feeler, you just get stuck in them and you can quickly let your feelings define you and never really process or overcome come them. So feelers are the best. They're feeling all the things. They're emotional, but they can easily get stuck and let their feelings define them. I think I find myself somewhere in the middle of these two, which I feel like is kind of the third category and maybe a final way that you can process your hurt. I definitely have a good cry every once in a while, but they aren't like those sweet tears. You know, those tears of feelers where they just regularly cry. So it's just a nice little droplet or like something coming out of their eye. I feel like I have big, ugly cries because I have been stuffing a little bit, but then I'm also kind of a feeler because I'm really attentive and really sensitive to to my emotions. It often turns into mm-hmm. like people pleasing, making sure everybody's happy, included, loved and okay, but almost to the point of abandoning my own feelings. Uh, so I think I find myself somewhere in the middle and I kind of feel like that's also a place where so many people find themselves somewhere in the middle of it, but hopefully that's helpful and gives you kind of a better better way to see how your own hurt is playing out in your life. But the truth is, hurt, it just hurts. And life yeah. is hard and people yeah. are going to let you down. And this is a feeling that we all honestly have to learn to deal, <laughs> to deal with and process. Yeah. And when we kind of were figuring out what are the the core feelings that we really want to dive into in this study. I remember naming her and I was like, this almost sounds juvenile. Like when was the last time I was hurt? It sounds like when you scrape your knee on the playground. But in actuality, I've just been trying to be more pay attention to moments when I feel hurt. And there rarely goes a day when I don't feel hurt well up inside of my heart. When I don't feel this moment where I'm like, oh, something that she said really strikes a nerve with me or or something that he didn't do is really hurting me and i think when i feel that feeling of hurt because i'm a stuffer like i try to talk myself out of it and i almost see that feeling of hurt as a as a weakness that i need to run from and i need to do everything in my power to not feel hurt or i need to be embarrassed or ashamed of my hurt but i think through this process i've just really begun to uncover that being able to admit my hurt being able to actually recognize those moments when i feel hurt in my life is actually such an incredible spiritual tool because I really believe that it sets us up to encounter Jesus. But I think so often what happens is we are embarrassed or ashamed of our hurt. And so then that's when it typically can turn sour. And that takes us to the sour side of hurt. The sour side. And you're, you're catching on when hurt goes undealt with, or it's ignored or stuffed, avoided, denied, minimized, or heck anything to cover up the pain, it turns into the key word. And that is resentment. Um, mm. <laughs> oh, 
out. It's just so <laughs> real. Everyone already knows that I'm really honestly not the best with large vocabulary words, but for some reason, I don't have to Google the pronunciation or definition of this one because I'm just so familiar with it. And I think a lot of us are too. We just know how it feels. Resentment, it sometimes sounds like these words, like it could sound like, I'm fine. I'm really just fine. Or it's really not that big of a deal. Seriously, it's it's all good. I I shouldn't feel this way. It's whatever. Like no 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 no. I'll I'll totally, I'll totally forget it. That's probably some things that you've said before. And really, underneath some of those flippant words or flippant statements, is resentment. It really does run deep, and it's it starts there. This hurt starts to build. And you pretend you're okay, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I I really have a lot of resentment surfacing or in my life right now. In our in our Bible study this week, we actually looked at the story between or the story of Joseph. He's the one you probably know him by the coat of many colors. But we talked about his relationship with the rest of his family. And basically, long story short. His dad, Jacob, was super obsessed with Joseph because he was like his long-awaited, promised son. And there's a ton of reason to that, but you're just going to have to read the study to figure that out because we don't have time for that. But basically, Jacob showed so much favoritism to Joseph and his his brothers, they got really mad at him. They actually ended up selling him to slavery and a whole bunch of other stuff. And if you're familiar with this story, you've probably always thought of his brothers as just really terrible people. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, they're the people that sold a brother into slavery. Like, that's terrible. They're mean people. And I'm sure, yeah, that wasn't very nice. They are in some sense of the world, word, but I think if you zoom out a little bit in this story, you can see that his brothers honestly just had a lot of hurt, undealt with Mm. hurt from their dad. They felt rejected. They felt unlovable. They felt overlooked. And it it just sucked. And it just reminds me, sometimes that's that's what resentment looks like on the outside. And that's what hurt looks like when it turns really ugly. We start lashing out, we're rude, we're short, we're bitter. And sometimes we have to just address the reason why we are actually acting this way. We need to get to the root of our pain and find ourselves back at the feet of Jesus instead of sitting in a hurt, which is resentment. So that leads us to this beautiful invitation that Jesus so awesomely shows us. All right, For the Girl fam, I am so excited to tell you all about one of my new favorite online boutiques, and that is Clothed in Love. Clothed in Love is a modern Christian apparel company that began in 2015. The founder, Joanna Jones, just like so many of us, had always struggled with earning God's love and approval, and it wasn't until she had a true encounter with the Father's love that she had breakthrough and the realization that His love was tangible, 
a safe place and that God wanted to do everyday life with her. And that moment is why Clothed in Love started because God's word is life-changing. It's powerful and effective. And what better way to spread the gospel than by wearing it daily? I love that so much. Their name is based on Colossians 3.14, which says, Wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. And I got to say, I just checked out their site and they have so many cute pieces for the fall. I'm personally eyeing the fearfully and wonderfully made sweatshirt and jogger set because your girl loves a matching set. They would both be cute on their own, but together, so, so cute. You have to check out their site and see their entire fall collection for yourself. We actually have a code for you to get 15% off. It's all caps. FTG, as in for the girl, FTG fam, as in family, 15, FTG fam, 15, all caps for 15% off your first order. So head to clothesinloveboutique.com to start shopping and to grab some super cute pieces for this fall. So with every feeling that we're going to look at, there's obviously the sour side. What happens when you stuff it or when you dwell in it and you let it start to control you. But then also with every single one of these feelings, we want you to see and realize that there's actually a beautiful invitation that Jesus offers you in each and every one of them. And so with the feeling of hurt, one thing I want us to really dive into before we even get to the invitation is that Jesus felt so many of the things that we felt like I want you to just spend some time looking at scriptures, looking at the gospels this week and just look for Jesus's feelings because Jesus, although he was fully God, he was also fully man. And so he felt so many of the things that you and I feel the full range and spectrum of emotions that we feel on a day to day basis when he walked on earth. And I think that is so cool just to be reminded that Jesus in his humanity felt what you feel. Oftentimes we like to kind of obsess over almost the fact that Jesus was, he was God, like he was God himself. And we're like, that's incredible. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. That's so much to be worshiped. But I also think it's how cool is it that Jesus was also fully human. Like he gets it. He understands what it is that we're going through. And that's something that I think can just almost draw us even closer into his heart. I love the passage of scripture in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to our confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. So throughout our whole journey of feelings, we have to remember that Jesus felt what we felt. He's walked through so many of these crazy emotions that we've experienced, and he was able to do it all without sin, which is crazy, which is just wild to me. And so therefore, we get to approach his feet. We get to go to his throne with so much boldness so that we can receive mercy, but also that we can find grace to help us in time of need. And that's where we think this invitation comes from, that that Jesus is actually inviting us to 
to go into deeper intimacy with him through each of these feelings. And so that brings us to the invitation that we have in hurt. So what is it? What is that invitation that Jesus offers us when we look to him to tend to our hurting hearts? And what it is, is the word healing. So scripture shows us that Jesus in his loving kindness actually invites us in to healing. And I think this is so cool because when we are deeply hurting, whether it's from our own doing or not, Jesus offers us healing through his wounds, through his suffering and through his pain that he took on himself when he went to the cross for you and I. And so when you're facing that deep kind of pain that you think like, Hey, nobody in the world can understand how bad this hurts. Like nobody can understand what I'm going through. You can hold fast to the fact that Jesus gets it. Like he bore the weight of all of our sin, of all of our hurt, of all of our pain on his shoulders when he hung there on that cross. And he knows what it's like to be betrayed. He was betrayed by some of his very best friends. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He was rejected by people right and left. He knows what it's like for your heart to ache, to long for something else. And he knows what it's like to hurt with every single breath. But how beautiful that Jesus bore it all so that you and I could have somewhere to turn to when we're hurting. He bore it all so that we could receive his beautiful invitation into healing. And I love that, that just in who Jesus is and what he chose to do for us there on that cross, that is that invitation into healing. And so when you are in those low moments where your hurt is just overwhelming you, you get to approach the throne of grace. You get to approach the feet of Jesus, knowing that there you can find your healing, that he is the God of healing. He is, God is your healer, Jehovah Rapha. He can do for you in your pain what you are not able to do for yourself. And so therefore you don't have to ignore that hurt that you're currently feeling. You don't have to stuff it. You don't have to suppress it. You don't have to define yourself by your hurt. You don't have to tie it up with a pretty bow. You don't even have to dry your own tears. You simply have to take that hurt to the feet of Jesus. Just like reach out your hands to be healed in his loving arms because he went to that cross for your healing. He has felt the deepest pain, the deepest hurt, and he wants to invite you in to his healing love. And I just think that is such good news. And I know I've experienced that in my own life, Ken's, where like moments when I was deeply hurting and I ran to the feet of Jesus and he provided like the most beautiful healing. Yes. I was going to say, truly, I, the sweetest part of being hurt for me has been this, this invitation to deeper intimacy with Jesus and to allow him to heal these hurt things in my life. And I say that so genuinely, like truly, truly, truly. I feel like I was just journaling about this the other day. I wish I could know what it was exactly about, but I was like, God, I I love, like, I do love mourning with you. Like, I really do. I genuinely love, like, sitting there in a quiet moment, just him and I, and 
and feeling his presence through it, holding his hand and getting closer to him because it's just so easy. Like we've all know that it's easy like to go about our every day, be, be bopping around and disconnect ourselves from our father. But when we are hurting, it's just this perfect invitation. It does kind of force us, but in this beautiful way to get right to Jesus. And I look back and I'm grateful for those moments in my life, even though it hurt and it sucks. So praise Jesus for that. And I can't even believe, like it breaks my heart to think of people that don't have access or haven't received this invitation into Jesus through your hurting. Cause gosh, I don't know what I would do without him. I'm like, okay, we got to go tell everybody about Jesus so that some <laughs> everybody has somebody to go through their pain with. So it's just a yeah, beautiful yeah. thing. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. Okay. So when you're hurting, it can often turn sour. It gets real sour, real fast. It turns into resentment. We all know what that's like, but then there's this beautiful invitation into healing. I'm really excited to hear from our feelings expert, Donna Durham today with some practicals. So take it away, Donna. I'm Donna Durham. And just like Ken said, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in Franklin, Tennessee. I decided to become a therapist because therapy has helped me so much. Just after graduating college, I started going to therapy. My mother was mentally ill and I needed help sorting things out. A friend of mine had started going to counseling and I could see it was really helping her. I'm really excited to be doing this segment on feelings. By paying attention to your feelings, you can feel more grounded in your body and more grounded in your life. Feelings are like a language inside of us that is unique to each person. We listen to our feelings, but our feelings don't get to control our lives. Sometimes in session, I say, your feelings get to ride on your bus, but they don't get to drive it. Sometimes until people start paying attention to their feelings and they know they can regulate their feelings, they feel out of control when their feelings show up. But it doesn't have to be that way we get to regulate our emotions. Regulating emotions means noticing your feelings, taking a deep breath, and figuring out what you want to do with those emotions. Until we learn how to do this, we often feel that emotions control us instead of we get to be in control of our emotions. Checking in with your emotions is a great idea before sending a really long text message when you're upset with someone. Be curious about your feelings. Be curious about where you feel your feelings in your body. Your body will give you more clues as to what is going on inside of you. Also be curious about your lack of feelings. If you notice feeling numb, trace it back. When did you start feeling numb? What was happening that you didn't want to feel? When you trace that back, you can start making sense of yourself. Okay, let's get back to hurt. Kins and Mac did a great job talking about hurt. Resentment is the sour side of hurt. Healing is the invitation side of hurt. So let's practice. Close your eyes. Who is someone you resent? Did a face pop up into your mind? How did that person hurt you? Maybe you were friends and you stopped being friends. Maybe they got something you wanted. They won an election chose another friend over you, talked about you behind your back. How did they hurt me is an important question to ask because the invitation side of hurt 
leads us to courage to admit that we have been hurt. We often don't tell the truth about our feelings, but when we tell the truth, we sort it out and we can come to peace. We can be grateful for the resentment we feel because it's a little alarm clock that says, hey, pay attention. You have something to let go of that that person did to you. It's a reminder to clean out your heart and to take it to Jesus and say, hey, I don't want this anymore. I'm letting go of this hurt and I need your help. Imagine this scenario. Alexis walks into church and sees Sabrina going into the sanctuary. She gets a pit in her stomach. It makes her want to turn around and leave. Instead of leaving, she thinks about her relationship with Sabrina, that they were such good friends until last year when somehow their friendship became distant. Alexis goes on to church and makes a mental note to spend time journaling about their friendship and what happened. While journaling, Alexis remembers the things she really likes about Sabrina, but she also remembers that Sabrina started dating a guy and spent so much time with him that Alexis felt left out and stopped reaching out to Sabrina. Wanting to move from resentment to healing, Alexis decides to reach out to Sabrina to see if she's open to repairing their friendship. Now this is the part where we often want to tie things up in a bow and have a happily ever after. But I'm going to leave it here without an ending. We all know that some relationships repair and some don't. The point here is Alexis paid attention to her feelings and it moved her to reaching out to Sabrina. If they repair, great. If they don't repair the friendship, Alexis can forgive Sabrina for hurting her. She used her feelings to understand what was going on. Wow, we have loved getting in our feels with you guys. I hope you've loved it too. Continue following along throughout the week because we are posting on Instagram and on TikTok. You'll get a little inside scoop of our lives and so much more. We'll see you next week. I hope you have a great rest of your week.